The lights come up. The camera focuses. You are somewhere between and the reality of your life is on show. We feel compelled to put on a show all the time and on the stage of life, it is filled with some award-winning performances that most will never get to see on stage. Not all of our stories are glamorous. I am Philip Clark. Join me today as we unearth the many roles of real people who share their journey and the lessons learned on that journey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Real Life. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend them out there, uh, welcome to another episode, another very riveting episode of Lights, Camera, Real Life. Of course, you know, I'm Philip Clark. And let me tell you something. You see, today, <laughs> today I have a very interesting person with me and he is going to share his story today. And more importantly, though, we're going to get some lessons. Some we're gonna pick up some lessons, some gems of you know how to even navigate our own lives. Because this is why we do what we do. You know, this is why I do what I do. And I'm telling you, I'm so looking forward to this talk. I'm gonna want to call it interview. I call it a talk. Cause I saw a chat in a Jamaica a fireside chat. You know, we sit down, we draw a bench, and let me tell you something. Today, you're going to learn a lot about a very popular guy ladies and gentlemen help me well first of all i like to do an introduction a proper introduction you know what i mean so let me introduce him properly and then we can bring him onto the stage because him know what the stage is about <laughs> lasalle parnell is the first male actor to play a female character in Jamaica Roots Theatre. Yes. He is and has launched his career as a singer slash songwriter. Oh, yes. He's been a very popular actor. Plays like Market Mampi, Kami, Hata Clap, Sidong Panit, Original Story, of come to um story come to bump licky licky matey and crosses and and I'm, there, there are more that i'm going to tell you about because he's the one who will tell you about himself recently though to his uh, uh, fame and claim he staged in collaboration with everton dawkins dynamite productions the inaugural roots play awards where Roots Theatre practitioners were awarded and honored by their own for decades of service to the industry. Now, that is how them describe him. So, we want to describe him now. I describe this gentleman, you see, as a colorful caricature, a major force in Roots Theatre, and a pioneer. Ladies and gentlemen, help me to welcome to the stage in stage name is formerly girly, but today he's Lassell Parnell. Lassell, what a one! 
for having me. Thank you for having me, sir. It's a pleasure. Um, um, I'm sitting on your show, Lights, Camera, Real Life. Um, the people, so ironic that um, when we went to the the that breakfast brunch with Everton and um, Bobsy Greens, and a lot of person was there. Uh -huh. I Everton was to this gentleman, and um, we we well because I was with Everton, I happened to engage in whatever conversation they was having. And um, we was there for a long period of time. So Everton feel the nerd to the urge to introduce me to this gentleman. I guess that he is well known. Um, Edna Manley. I mean, people is a well known man. I don't know about that. <laughs> and in what he do. And um, when Everton introduce him to introduce him, say, yo, this is LaSalle, aka Mr. Handsome, aka Gurley. And to be honest, he dressed back and was like, women the guy who played girly in the play and it was like he was like didn't recognize or didn't expect to see me in the element that i was in right i think he was looking for more of a flamboyant or um the, the girly character that i play on stage is yeah. to see that come to the, the brunch but I, I don't know why some persons always perceive me to be not what they would expect to see me in a male form, and he was right, and the rest is so here. I am getting ready to be interviewed by him. Yes, Thank sir. You. <laughs> I hope I did you justice in that um introduction. Oh yeah, that was that was that was that was a good one because you are saying some stuff that you know there are a lot of persons not going to mention that you know we were the one who do the award, but it, it is in black and white. So you did what you have to do to introduce. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. But you know, say, say, you know more than me, though. Because oh, guess okay. what? You know, say, years ago, when I was at university, I played a female character, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm going to get a award feed, too. So you know more than me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, we will get straight into it. You know, you are, I find you a very interesting man. I find you a very brave gentleman as well. But you have a story that certainly made me pause and reflect. You started off in St. James. You were, you were in St. James, but you, were, you dropped out of school. Tell me a little bit about how is it that you started from there and then you're now here. So tell me about the beginnings. Tell me about the, 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 the first time that Mr. Man rolled onto the scene from high school days. Tell me, how did that happen? All right, so so give and take me as as a, a, a young man that born in a family of, of nine siblings, mm. nine of us, and we are all crammed. Some of them leave when they get a little bit older. Um, out of all of us, I, I always kind of have this vision that I'm going to be the one who <laughs> get rich and... Um, take care of my family, but build, build a big house. That was always my dream from when I was younger. Um, but I realized that I don't think it's going to be possible based upon for what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, you know, back from school, in the community, first of all, but like, if you don't have a proper education, you, I don't think you're going to get far in life mm -hmm. because you have to have that, you know, and I'm saying, I've, I realize that I'm struggling with that 
aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. The, the aspect, you know, I mean, a bright like my cousin them, so how me go manage that? But we still have the hopes and the dreams to become um, something great. So here we are, leave from basic school, go to all age school. I, I, I think I was a, the school clown at all time. Every concert I would have sing. And I thought, I thought that that was my first choice, singing. Ah. singing. I, I would have imitated every Sanchez, every person who sing, I would have imitated them and trying to be like them. But mm-hmm. there was no person that pursuing um, 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 singing in my community. There wasn't person that pursuing acting where I could go um, to get a little pump up from them. So at school, I realized that I would prefer to stay home if daddy said, we have to go a bush go carry banana. Me, 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 me. I don't care much master that gonna draw me where me depend that train. Me I go a bush. Me I go because me just don't want to go to school. And the question when asked why you don't want to go to school, it was just the fact that I wanted to learn and I just can't get it. So what the use? Mm-hmm. So I, I would have joined every athletic football. Me try it. You know work for me. Cricket. Me get dogs every time. <laughs> Running, I, I I remember some of my time, you know, you 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 run, you have sport there, you run off, and you want to be the best. And when you shoot off right there, and when when me when me look behind me, me don't see nobody. And me say, yeah, me are the boss. Not to realize that everybody's already in front of me. So I was the only one who left behind. I know <laughs> nobody was there to come here, look at me, say, yeah, okay, me not to see them, but they was already in front of me. So I just say, you know what, forget that. That's not my cup of tea. That's not your tea. No, that's not my tea. And, um, you know, but the, the dreams are still there. Getting the opportunity to watch a big screen, a TV for the first time, would have been a black and white in our community. One TV, so, you know, so the whole village pit them have come out. For Which community TV. was this? It was in Maroon Town, St. James. Ah. By, by Flagstaff, around a community called Zambia, because we were living in a scheme. It was a scheme. But it's only few people have light. So you ever see when they build ski mouse, but nobody has a light, it's just very few. So oh. that, that one Patrick Hines' father would have come from farm work and he bring down this black and white TV and everybody go. And my first experience watching the TV, sir, that's when my whole life changed because I see myself in the TV. Hmm. Oh, but I, I visual I visualize it. I go to Ben and I dream scene. I'm watching myself on that TV. And then one time I seen Oliver came out with something and I think he was doing an infomercial and he, he have a part when he said, he said, my God, me see myself. He was looking in the mirror and he said, he look like every, anybody else. And I used that. And from right there, I seen that I wanted to pursue my career in acting. Mm-hmm. That's really, again, I, I have to read the script no lines and everything so that was kind of something that my hopes is already gone so me not going out good in my music running cricket no sports but two things i see that i can do mm-hmm. but it, the, the education aspect of it now that's where it's going to beat me so even if do i love it me not go get it because you have to can read and you have to know this the song where you're singing you have to can write out the song forget it but one of the things that I, I realized with me, the songs, I could have catch the songs quick. Mm-hmm. You know, I think every mm-hmm. song. Right. That was one of the quickest points of me, but I couldn't get nobody to record me or anything. All right, so kind of drop it out. I run away. I run away. I, I didn't want it to be a typical 
farmer like everybody else. Who ran away from, from Harrowtown? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, I didn't want it to become no. I realized that my dreams of becoming an actor is not going to work. Singing, not going to work also. I'm a nasty up here, plant ganja. I'm like my father. Race cow, plant, banana, and yam. Like everybody else I see in my community was doing right. that. Because there, no, I wanted to be the one to break out. So <laughs> it's so happened that I, I stole my grandfather pot, a big pot that he cooking. Um, I stole a scale from him. Uh, I stole my daddy goat. And I was heading now out of the country. Out of the community, I get caught with the goat, and I I happen to escape with the pot and the scale, and I, I sell the scale, and I buy few items to cook soup. And <laughs> here I am in the in the big town of Montego Bay, you know, cooking soup down by a place called Creek, and it was a, it was a it was a very busy place that people have to come and take bus. Yeah, Creek Street. Creek Street. So I I'm, I'm, I'm down by Creek Street, and I was cooking. Um, on this lady, um, 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 we call it rim because you know they cook into the tire rim. Uh huh. I, I don't think she was coming, so I, I I get the rim, and I I cook the food. I put on my pot, get me all of my thing them, and the lady came before the pot done, and and take off my pot off my fire. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was crying. And other persons, older person was coming on and say, Lefty, come on, the man, I hustle. And I like say, yeah, I cook now, leave him. The man cussed and wore a cloth off my rim. How, How old wait? were you at this point in time? 13. Oh, Lord. Wow. 13. But this I say, this is the, the I, I know. I, I watched so much TV at the time that I've seen um, people leave. And when they come back, they come back with wife, kids, car, and everything, and they could have built a house for their mother. So I wanted to do that. My my like a fairy tale. Me want to do that. So so here we are. Now people come around me, and people was buying the soup, even though the pot was on the ground. People, I was selling soup, and people helped me, and I sold off the soup, and I, I think I ended up selling the pot after I finished. It's not gonna work out. Okay. <laughs> so, um. I get caught. I get caught where my mother and my father kind of get a hold of because I go to my family member and none of them know one put me up. I used to sleep in the market. Um and um long story short, father and my mother would have come, then carry me over the police station, then beat me, and then carry me home. It wasn't long. Three weeks after again, I left. Three weeks after. I run away again, and um, it, it, it was so much thing that I have to do: sleep on, sleep on cards, sleep in the market of Montego Bay, you know, hustle, pick up bottle, go to dance, sleep in abandoned building. Because you no, know, I have a bed, even though it's a lot of us. Some already leave because some already grow, but I have a bed. But the the the, the notion of me staying there and not come to anything good probably we can get a break. In the town, so I'm willing to take that chance. You know what I'm saying? Um, time passed by, and I I can't forget I was listening to a radio station, um, and I don't even remember Miss Barbara 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 Gudan. Barbara Gudan. Yes. Yes. That woman is the reason for me to go to Kingston. Yep. 
I was listening to our radio program. That time, you know, it was, you couldn't, I don't know, what if a radio station you have to listen to our TV? You have to listen to Baba, Baba Rap. Yeah. <laughs> um, she came over the year and said that, you know, there's a man in, in Kingston looking for a waiter who can, um, a, a cook who can clean up kitchen weight and everything. Um, age 16. That time, you know, I'm going to say year past, so about 16, 17, them time then. And they would like them for, to come to Kingston where the place was and um and everything. So once I get that, I write down the telephone number, I call the man. I go to the, the phone booth, I'm a call the man. He interviewed me on it and he said, How can I come to Kingston? But it's a living word now. So my mind on me there in the big city up here, so now I got one bigger city. That's right. Everybody <laughs> If you want to know, my mind know everything is in Kingston. Actors is in Kingston. My idol is in Kingston. Mm-hmm. So now me I get a chance one way or the other. Me I go find Oliver. Me I go find Juki Jam. Me I go find all those actors who me see on TV. Me I go find them. So I uh, owe me hear about. And um, so I went to my aunt, and my aunt. I told my aunt about the situation. She said, "Oh, we have a friend that sell buy and sell clothes. So she'd have come back and forth, Amobie and Kingston. So I told them what was happening. Them say, "You sure?" Me say, "Yeah." And they introduced me to the lady, and the lady would have carried me to Kingston and take me to the place where I was going to live in. However, she take me to her house and said, this is where I live, Mountain View, I can't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have stayed there and the overnight and then in the morning. So, And she said, if anything, if you call her and she would have come for me if things not work out. I went to the job. Um, I interviewed me. I started to work right away. Things... I went there and I realized that it was a lot of young youngsters there, some older than me. But the convenient, the conveniency of where I was was uncomfortable. And after a while, I started to, you know, I get fired. Uh, they let me go. So I worked there and I saved up my money. So, so I saved the up. working conditions you said were not good, That's suitable. Mm-hmm. But um, so I saved my money because I lived there. Uh, I saved a good amount of money. I'm gonna tell you what happened to my money. So over a while, about a month or two into it, we started to get more and more uncomfortable. You know, I'm mean, I mean, about 16, 17, you know. Um, when I get there, the, bed, the, the sleeping arrangement was, was not appropriate. It was mostly male who was living in and, and working. And you would have wanted three or four males to sleep on one bed. I mean, say, I'm going to sleep on, on the floor. You know, something me use. So come on, me I run when I sleep in a old car, so floor. And right. I don't know why they was upset and you know it's not appropriate for me to sleep on the floor. Me say me now sleep on no bed with so much meal, so much man. And um, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to get uncomfortable and in ten me say me have to leave. And I, I I call the lady and I end up leave. So the money now that I make, I make a good amount of money. I don't I can't recall, but the money I've never made that much money ever. May I get P, I may I get me like a tip. Um, so it so happened now that when I went by, by the lady, the, 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 the lady now um, would have asked me for a loan. Say, I must lend him some money out of what me have so she can buy some clothes because you know, so she a igla. So now me have a stay with her now because I, will, I want to go back now, you know, because I have enough money now to probably do something for myself in mobile. So she borrowed the money. So me have no choice but to stay with her until she give me back my money. Right. Um, me never 
one week become one month, one month become two two months, and I end up spending with her about five months in that same places, and I would never get back my money. And I would have to take care of her kids by getting up in the morning, make sure they get them breakfast to go to school, go to school, go pick them up, and everything. So I become a yard boy for that for that lady. You, understand? you hear me? Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I decided in my mind that I'm moving now. So I wait until the kids them went to school. She went out to sell. I went into her room and there was this, you know, snake chain. A snake necklace that she had and chaparator. And I I I I take them off. I, I didn't stole. When you stole something, you're like broken at somebody's house. I live there. So I went and I take them off our dresser. Go and pack my clothes openly that I will sell them to get back my money to go back to Moby. Mm -hmm. Um so, so here I am now, the only place I knew to take a bus to go to to go Spanish town or to find my way back. So I'm asking question. It was crossroads. Um, it was crossroads. And when I sit, I remember I sit on the pazer right there at crossroad. Right, right where uh, you can look at Carib over there and I'm over on the other side and I sit down uh -huh. and I remember a gentleman walk up to me. So by then it looked like she went home and missed it and would have called whosoever she called. I would have known where I would have been mm -hmm. at the time. Um, so I, was, I realized that a man came over. And remember, I don't, I don't really familiar, I know too much persons in Kingston at the time. But as a friendly person, the man came over to me and said, um, LaSalle, LaSalle, made up on the um, interview. Me, um, LaSalle, what go on? You remember me? And I said, no. He said, you remember me, man? And he started to say something. I said, okay. Like, you know, call my mother name or my aunt name because the persons would have known my aunt name. And I can remember the only thing he said, police officer. And they hold me and take me across over the police station right there at Crossroad. And I was arrested um, that time. I was basically still young. Um, and they, they they take me down to um, the remand center. Let me tell you, man, as a, as a juvenile, 18, 19, them time there was, 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 was my stomach turned. You know? Um, I was still, I didn't 18 yet. At the time. But anyways, um, they carry me to court and she show up in the court. Um, and the man show up in the court and they, they tell the judge, oh, they find me and whatever. And I'm a bad person. I run away from home. Which, which, all what they were saying about me not staying home, cut down my uncle banana tree. And that, that wasn't of no significance in the courtroom, what I did back then. It was just the fact that she wanted to make, to show the judge leverage to make me look bad. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when I said, I said to the judge, guilty with explanation. And I, I said to the judge, what happened? No, I couldn't prove to, to the judge that I gave her my money and I was waiting for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I have to, I get the punishment and they send me off the rackers to, to uh, Spanish town prison for six months. Wow. Still a juvenile. And um, that's when I get the name Chucky. Um, and all right, so, so you know, fast forward, I spent, I didn't spend six months. I spent three months because when they realized that, you know, I shouldn't be even be there. Yeah. At the time. Because they, you're a juvenile. Yeah, they, re they, they released me. But my release meant now, I, I, where am I going to go? No, 
I have to find my way out now in Kingston because I find my way out in Montego Bay and now I'm not going back there. So I, I remember the one thing I did is take my whatever clothes I did have in the prison at the time, I, 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 I come out with it and I went back to Arthur Tree. I sit right around the park, Mandela Park. I sit right there. It was getting late in the evening and my stomach started to turn. I mean, it, 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 it made me say, yeah, because I don't know nobody. I don't know where to get something to eat. I wasn't a person who walked and walked up and said, Mr. D, me a big young That wasn't in my DNA. I always pushed yard, pick up back, like, do something. So, I mean, you know, some street boy would have stopped at the side and said, well, Mr. D, big young I couldn't do that. that. That wasn't a part of my running away on the street. Me's a hustler. So, me hungry, sir. I was hungry. And all I can remember is at this time, I probably I would be eating in the, in the jail. Me, I eat. At, at one point, me said, boy, I wish me did it, me did it back. Me, I, I wouldn't lie because that's how much I, I hungry. Right. Sitting down there, me said, about three or four youth would have walk come over with me there. And they know, say, because they see me sit down there for the longest. Some of them look dirty, some of them look all right. So, you know, so there was street boy too. And they would have come around me and asked me some question. What me I do yourself, so, where me come from. And because I was locked up with a young man in the jail named Chucky from Elizabeth, New Jersey. He speaks fluently American dialect. So me and him in there, I emulate his, his accent a lot. So it's like me and him attack, so me learn him ways. One of the, the struggles that I have, or me and him become friends, he was reading a book and he was laughing. I mean, begging me, say, sir, I know you're reading and you're reading by yourself. Could you read it out loud? So I could, you know, get it because I couldn't read the book myself. And that's, uh, I explained to him about my dyslexia. Every book he get, he read it out for me. Be time he go, be time he um, go away, because he leave before me. Me could I read the book to everybody. Wow. I mean, no, every words. Yeah, the book. That, yeah you hear every, and you, 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 you retain the sound yeah, of maybe, words. Quick, 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 quick. And, and that's how um, um, fast I was. So I, when, when, when they approached me, I didn't answer them first. And then, it's so ironic. When I answered them, I said, excuse me? What do you, what, like, like, you know, me, me, I talk to them, like, and they must say, where are you from? So I kind of use the same story that Chucky had. And, and tell them. So they, they thought that I was from America. And, um, you know, and, um, you know, they wanted to be my friend. And, you know, I, I told them about the accident. So, you know, you make up a story. You know, I told them, you know, I don't, I don't have no mother and father. They died in the accident, just like, like Chucky, um, story. But he's a born American, but he came down here and um, he, he lost his way and he get arrested and everything. So, so that's what I was um, feeding on for a while until I have to eventually to just be myself. Um, so, so here we are now. Them say, if me, them can, me can come with them, they must sleep up on one yard or so. So what they do, they will capture a, um, a resident that person's probably move out. Uh, uh -huh. Nobody knows it for years, you know. It is unoccupied. So not like say people have their good good furniture in there or anything. Right. No, it was it was half abandoned, but it's still there in in somewhere night. And they said we must come. So when we go up, they know. Oh Jesus, sir! And of four of them alone, about twenty five or more plus girls. Oh, young and whole up there. 
You know what I'm saying? So, me time me reach up there, cursing pan a food cook, me get treat, me get me get royalty treatment, me get the best. God, I know everybody want to be my friend. Because you're far enough. Thank you. And that's how I meet my 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 first daughter's mother right there up there because she was a part of the, the, the street girl um 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 team too. So okay. me and she come close okay. and then you know, entanglement started going on sexual, but it wasn't a girlfriend and a boyfriend thing. It was just a regular thing. And okay, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are having some. Uh, you call it now? We're going into the life and times of Lassell Parnell, aka Girly, and we're gonna now hear about how he transitioned from running away, running away from home. Maroon Town, St. James, find himself in a Kingston, and how he got now involved in the theatre. Uh, so, Lassell, with all of that drama with you being on the street, you're now living on the street, basically, in, a, in an abandoned building. How did the theatre thing come in now? All right, so, Alphatree Road, and Alphatree Road, Alphatree is Alphatree, so you have a place called Alphatree Playups. And it was owned by Dr. Ford. So Alpha Tree Playhouse is where Alpha Tree Press, Green Gables, um, 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 all those theaters, this is where the magic happening. Alpha Tree Playhouse. So there's there's a there's a right around beside Alpha, Alpha Tree Playhouse, yeah. Osa Leo. I don't know if you remember Osa Leo, where right. all the biggest set of dance used to keep. Mm -hmm. So when I when I go to Alfred, when I go to Osa Leo to go pick up battle on a Sunday evening or a Saturday evening, I have to see what's going on over Alpha Tree Playhouse. So here I am seeing the line is going inside of a building. So I require, I, I investigate what is going on over there. And they said, that's where um, Ian Reed them there. That's where this person there. That's where um, Bad Boy Trevor them there. And all of the actors them who we hear about, that's where they perform. So now, me nobody want to go outside again. Me nobody want to pick up back me want to turn up outside to say me can't see any one of them after they to tell them say me like acting too, but I've never get the chance to see any one of them. Um, so long story short, me started to lurks around Alfredry Playhouse. Um, the theater was open enough that you could go on in there when no plays going on. So me get the opportunity of sneak around the back and sleep in the theater when no play is not keeping like on a friday night or saturday night that would have been my rescue my ref my, my ref refuge um from not getting bully on the street because you have bigger man we can take with money and we sleep sometime in the rain so no we have a cover nobody don't know but it so happened that one time the the whole sleeping there resulting to about three of us or four of us get caught hmm. we get caught in and we, we was pulled by a shirt, color, and um, cow outside. And um, we, we bring to the boss himself and say, See them boy, they must sleep in the theater and they piss it up at night time. And to, from, truth be told, we could not come out because if it lack, there's no because we, we, we kind of it kind of lack. And if we come out too much, they're gonna see we. So we were peeping in a buckle and box. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes the buckle and box turn over so the theater rank. So then Carter, you know, then says, see the culprit, them who are sleeping at the theater and make it ring. So the boss who owned the theater would have said to them, listen to me, 
And he talked very, he said, is it them? Beat them. He said, beat them. Beat them. Then he would say, nobody beat them. Make them clean out it. Make them clean. They, they want to sleep in there. Clean it out. Every night. So we have to go in there, we wash it out and clean it down. And then our job was just clean the whole yard at the, at the, at the tire shop. Because it was a tire shop in the front and the theater in the back. Oh. All right, all right, to the side. So my job and Philly's job was supposed to sweep, sweep it up. Um, do you know, say, about five of us was there. Do you know, say, all four of them said they not do it? Really? I'm the only one who take that, 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 that thing. Me, I, let me say, give me, I, give me every broom. I, I want, give me the broom, give me the fire, give me the shovel. Because now I'm going to get the opportunity of sleeping in the theater at night getting the opportunity to watch the play them during the days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And now, me, me, me not only watching the play, that I'm going to start acting it, you know, I'm fixing the tire on the tire stand. Um, so I watched the play for so long until one day I have the courage enough to talk to somebody about me being an actor. And it was Everton Dawkins. And I went to him and I said to Everton, we can't do the play and we can't do everything like everybody else. And he said, well, you know about play? He said, you know, go to school, man. And my people, yeah, then they know what they're do. I'm going to stop pissing until one day he was tired of me. Dawkins was tired of me. And he said, come with me, what you have to say. And I sit him down around the back and I tell him from the beginning of the play. I tell him, he said, how do you know this? I said, I watch them and I observe everything. Um, so he happened now that one day, one of the characters didn't show up and they have a, they have a full house and they went to the boss and he said, hey, Chucky, Chucky. They call me Chucky because I get the name from the guy. Chucky, right. you know what you play? Put him, put him in a costume. I play the policeman role. Put him in a costume. Put him on the stage. You know, business. Don't cancel. And then put me on that stage, brother. I think they did a mistake. But I dominate that stage. I memorized my life. I even ad lib. Every one of the actors and actresses was looking and say, oh no, man. So how you no. memorize the lines when you couldn't read? Huh? How you memorize the lines when you couldn't read the lines? You didn't get us. No, all right. Because I listen to it based on what so. No, I get the opportunity to watch the plays. Oh. So I memorize every actor line. Me know every actor line. So when they give me the opportunity to play the policeman, it was easy because I know the line. It was the, you give me opportunity and that, that's how I'm going to take it. So, Preparation meets opportunity. Right. So so now, Ian Reid, who is, he, he went away for a while and then he came back from Canada and he wanted to revive the same play. He wanted to revive the same play. So he, Ian went to him, Everton went to him and said, why that you there? The man's killed. He turned to, to, to Everton and said, me can't put him on the stage. Everybody, even the actor, them, you know, him dirty. He put his fingernail, him a fixed tire. How the people, they're going to look for you, know, so a tire boy, the, the player, in the, in the player, you know? Mm -hmm. So to him, it, what I was doing, with, I'm, I'm a, first I'm a street boy, me can't read, me asleep in the theater and, and those things. I, I wasn't, I don't fit the criteria to be into this kind of what they are doing. And and Everton said, give me a chance, man. Give me a chance. And he gave me a chance. And he said, all right, I'm going to use you. 
And here I am now. Wow. You never look and back. The, the, the rest is history. So at another point, you were given another character. Uh, how did the girly character come about? Okay, okay. no, no. <laughs> All of them realize my position and realize what I can do. Um, anytime Ian writes a script, he would have said, this is, this is a script, but I'm going to make Orville all from Dancing Dynamite. He would be the one who recorded for me on a, a cassette tape and I will listen to it on a regular. So anything I'm going to do, he will do that. When the girly character come up, he come up with a play called Fire Near Wire. I wasn't a part of the Fire Near Wire, meaning I wasn't playing no major role. Probably I would have played the police or a gardener, but I wasn't um, 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 choose to play a female role. So the female role was given to an ex-girl. Um, and every time the girl would come up, she's supposed to do some kind of punch. The attitude was supposed to be there, but she wasn't doing it. And I would have, my big mouth has always get myself into something that me not forget myself into. <laughs> always be the one who said, um, get up, let me just show you. So I said to her, I said, I said to Ian, said, run the line. Then Ian said, what you do? What you do? But if, if she can't do it, how you going to do it? He said, all right. So Lana would have, me say, action, I'm in at the door, bam, bam, bam. And Lana would have said, who that? And me say, nobody but me, girly child. Me say, Lana. Me say, me see my Trevor don't so power ninja sawakaki. Brother, the bike is ninja sawakaki, something like that. But when me say, me see Trevor power bike don't so, because the girl used to say ninjas and right. And for, Ian said, cut. Ian said, cut. Ian, Trevor, Ian, Lana, everybody was like, are you a play the role? I said, show me, I show the girl, where you talking about me, I play role. What role are you talking about? Jamaican man never play no full female in a show. So where girl is supposed to be from the beginning to the end. And girl does out of nowhere. Girl was born. Girl developed into that one thing when he said the ninja sawakaki and 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 then the, the, the character start to improve more because more i do the show is the more i get punchline well i must say to you though that you have taken on the role so well i mean just seeing you in some of the photos and some of the clips you just do it so well so let me ask you a question how how were you so comfortable playing the role you clearly is a man that knows yourself you know exactly who you are so you can play man you can play a woman how you get to a stage where you did not care self-worth who am i i know what i worth and i know who am i inside you, you you don't have to tell me who i am i know who i am you see you see Playing a character is playing a character. I, 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 this is something that I, I'm not planning on doing as a man walking on the street as a female trying to solicit a next man. That's not what the character is about. I want to be comfortable in the character that they're playing now. But when they come off stage, you see, I don't have to argue with you when I'm playing girly. I can't cuss you. I mean, I feel mad because you call me. Oh, me not feel mad when me I play girl. Because girl, you know how to cuss you. Mm -hmm. Because me playing a role. So when me done, me not go cuss you like girl. 
I'm not going to do that. Because me can't cuss like girly like this because contract of interest. Why would I do that? You're not girly anymore. You're now LaSalle. Once I take off that, that costume, I become LaSalle. So, and that's at why no, I... At no point were you afraid when you stepped up on the stage what the men in the audience are going to say? Listen to me. Remember, you know, remember, you know, but people was more, people was more, remember, you know, if, if, if you remember back in the days, I talk about it, mm -hmm. um, almost a century ago, woman wasn't allowed to play, play in our play. It was mostly male and they would have played the female characters. In and the character. Time, yes. so, it, it wasn't about afraid about, I was just doing a show. You have to understand that I just play a part. So for me, been, 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 no, I was, it wasn't for me, honestly. I'm never afraid of playing the character, girl. It's since lately people started to argue about it and start to make, make, make uproar about, oh, it is not right. But we're, when, when we always were sitting down and watching other mm -hmm. celebrity play a female, we went to the movie, we buy our ticket to go watch them. Mm. We we buy their plays, we support their, everything that they do. But when a Jamaican do it, it becomes a topic. A problem, yes, yes. Well, I mean, I congratulate you for really going ahead and you know being the trailblazer because several of her, several persons came behind you. Now, that increased, that, that was what led to your popularity. And you started doing up that doing plays not just here but overseas. Tell us now how did you transition from uh, doing roots theater plays in Jamaica to do the, doing them in the US? To do what? I can't hear you. How how did you transfer from, or should I say, transition from doing your plays in Jamaica to doing it in the US? <laughs> I... And that's where you're coming up. Okay. Being an actor in Jamaica, once you're good, once you are good, then you are going to travel the 14 parish automatically. Upon traveling the 14 parish now, you have nowhere to go. So people now overseas wanted to see you up front and, 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 and personal. Um, because you see, sometimes you know things can come back at you, you know, where you never know. So so here I am. Realizing now that um, you are getting an opportunity to go overseas. So our first attempt was Canada. Um, and all of us as actor went, Lana, Trevor, Petisha, um, um, Agatha, Ian, everybody went and we all went to the embassy together. And everybody get a visa except me. No. Because of the police record that I had when I was a juvenile for that chain. Right. Thing. Right. But one of the things that I realized with my cast member, they were supportive and they was with me. Now, when Ian Reed realized that I am the only one who didn't get the visa, the show was canceled. And everybody would have said to him, not the cast member, people would have said, find somebody else to play the character man when I get the opportunity. Every one of the actors them said, No, you say if girl in Ango, we now go. And everybody who get the Canadian visa would have stepped aside just because I didn't get the visa to wow. do it for me. That was loyalty back then. We have a bond. Mm -hmm. We wasn't making that much money, but all of us as actors saying, listen to me, because if one, you know, make no sense, not carry me alone. That's how the team used to work back then in theater. And for years, 
everybody sit down and then Canadian visa, you know. Then could have gone on a foreigner, but we get stuff to go um, um to a play. Um, so all right then. So things and times pass, and I get a next opportunity to go to the US. And when Lyndon Brown called me and said to me that um I'm coming, I, I was like, Yeah, right. We've been there already. Cause you know, sometimes some people talk and Ian come to me and said to me, say, listen, you see, this time, yeah, go, go. I, 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 I went down to the police station. I told him, because it was no major charge, you know. It was just that petty last name of what I do. And they said, all right. And we, we talked to Ufi talk or anything. And what happened now, when I went back now to get the American visa, which, which the American visa didn't ask for a police record. Um, um, so the whole thing, would have would have would have been wearing I would be the center if I'm not going I'm saying no make the same thing happen happen again because now is the opportunity 1996 thing was getting out and anybody get a chance to go afar make them go so I'm say God if I got to go work it for me and when I went I can't forget the day when I went to the, the American emb um, embassy um everybody else go up um talk and everything and me go up now and um the, at that time, you know, you, you never have to wait to get the answer. You could have get the answer right there. Right. And then, and they asked me, said, Mr. Parnell, how come everybody has got a Canadian visa and you didn't uh, have one? I say, you know, miss, I, I make a little kind of little error when I was younger. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and the lady said, well, at least you're honest. And the lady said to me, said, um, if you go to America, would you come back? They laugh and say, then excuse me. What you expect? What do you expect? May I come back? Did I come back? No. I think I lied to the woman. I'm going to tell you why I didn't come. Oh. <laughs> so you did not come back. So you're, you ran out? But I have to tell the hour what you want to hear. So, so when, when she said to me, Mr. Paul, we're going to give you the visa and this is stamp the book. I remember I put my thumbs up behind me and everybody was like, yeah, who cry, cry. And um, I think we leave the same day when when somebody said to Ian, say, Ian, you can't leave the next day, you know? And say, no, man, if the plane full, even if I stand in, we are tech, we are good Because we didn't leave. We just want to leave. The man said, if I stand in, that we are leaving. I remember when we reached at the airport, somehow we did overload. Because guess what? No, no. For me now, we packed three weeks already, you know? Three weeks prior. Mm -hmm. Everything when me I carry pack already three weeks ago. So when they tell me if you go up up, they say, excuse me, we pack a long time. So who feel late? I wasn't going late. Come in and make this a trip here. And then ticket. It's like everything. We were so certain that we're getting it, that things was like, like right into place. And anyways, when we reach at the airport and whosoever have too much clothes, so we walked and drop out something. Somebody have to pick it up because we are the last people them go up on the plane. This is a, this is a movie. <laughs> So Lana have too much things, she drop a petty shop, put it up, pick it up, put it in the bag and say, yo, carry this. We don't know, we just run so anyway. <laughs> so you actually got onto the plane and ended up where? New York? New York. Okay. We ended up at Queens. Um after we've been in Queens, we started to do shows. Do shows, but then people started to come up. The, we went to the U.S. a limousine right where I get. When we go to VP Records, because VP Records sell tickets, it's a white limousine pull us, pull up 
and we come out and people's there meeting us because remember, you know, um, Roots Theater never bus in America. I want to explain, explain to you. Roots Theater never bus in America. Mm. The only play, remember, you know, Pioneer Way and those play our Roots Theater. So yeah. the only play was in America at the time would have been Oliver Samuel. Oh, I see. And he dominated the, the, the four borough everywhere at Oliver. If an Oliver, them now watch it. Right. So no, we have to make our mark. So we go everywhere to promote and and um show them sell out, show sell out so we meet friends. Then my evening gig, I would get my gig um to do little um uh, we call it now backyard barbecue. I would just have like girl and go to the backyard and, and, and entertain. The people them who hire me who said they want me at them after they come at the play. And um we do we do some play and some of the times we we, we they owe us. The man who carry us would have owe us and say, okay, we, we do two show, we get paid for one, or for one. We do three show, we get paid for two, or for one. And it was a it was a like a pattern going on like that for a while. So mm -hmm. I realized we was getting drip, drip. Okay, so we, 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 we're at the point now, ladies and gentlemen, where we are hearing how Gurley Lassell transitioned to the U.S., run off to the U.S., and this is now his story while in the U.S., all right? Yes, yes, man, yes, man. So, you know, um, my transition in America was somewhat a bitter one. Um, I... I Probably I don't gone through the, the the sleeping on the street as I did when I was in Jamaica, but you're going to be here some rocky ride that I go to. A lot of person thinks that going to America is a better road. Worse if you ever run off. Worse if you don't have anybody out there to look out for you. So here I am now at the peak of our thing, where we was getting less money for the work that we was doing, and we would have sit around and waiting for our money. Um, and it wouldn't come. I think I think one of the things that when you talk a lot, you might say something to a person and the person might come back and say it to somebody else. So in the process of we being there, somebody went, the, 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 the person who take off would have said that he's not going back down to Jamaica. He's not coming back home with us. He's sending us down and um, we they are staying. And one of the female in the cast come and prick me and tell me, say, she heard that boom, boom, boom. And I said, I have no problem going down as long as I get all my money. You know? Because now the potential of we going out there great. And and I don't I don't think that I'm saying anything disrespectful about him. It was just the reality of, you know, what would have, you know, happened when we hear. Not saying that you know, probably would I get thrown under the bus, but something would have been done. So what I did, I make arrangement to somebody come to me and say to me, say, if me don't want to stay, me say stay away. I don't know where to stay. I don't want no family here. Even though I have family there, I don't know where to find them. And the person plan and say, all right, we all come for you at a certain time. No, I'm petrified because I don't know where me I go. But me want me know, you know, want go down without nothing. And actually, I leave everything. Whatever the rest of money me leave, passport, everything. So I remember we was right there in Queens. And we were near to the airport. I was there playing domino. Me, the, the one of the, 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 the owner, 
and some other persons were playing domino. So, you know, four persons. So, me did they play domino, and me draw my hand. Me play, me say, me soon come, me go in the bathroom. Uh, by then, the people who come to me was at the front of the yard. So, somebody could have been, and Petitia was a part of it. Okay? Petitia bring the clothes them, go to the car. A gata help me bring the clothes them to the car. Meanwhile, they tend to be in the bathroom. So, you could hear me say, Yo, urban come, me say, Mommy, in the bathroom, and soon come. Um, and I do believe that they are still waiting for me to come up to play because I didn't come back to my <laughs> that, that was my... That, I gone, I gone. Yeah, my my transition now would, would have been the, the lady, the person that I stay with, it was our daughter who influenced our mother to, to, to make me stay with them. As she was a fan. She come watch a play. Don't know her from Adams. But I liked the girl, but the girl was younger than me. She was she was mainly um, way younger than me. Um, and I realized that that relationship in the house of the mother wouldn't work. Um, so all focus was a shift from the girl to the mother. And um, even though the mother have two, 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 three, four sons, two older, one middle and one small, small one. So the, the girls, them look at me, the young man and the girls, them look at me as, as peer. The way how I act with them, they couldn't accept me as their stepfather, even though the woman have a next boyfriend that coming to look for the baby father. But we would have do our hokey pokey when the kids them gone to school or in the middle of the night when everybody else is sleeping. And that would be a secret relationship between me and her. And I have to live there with her. So um, I'm getting food, I'm getting accommodation, I'm getting sex from her. I'm living. I'm going to stay until I whatever happened happen. Um so the relationship has has mount up to to you know secret is what kind of made me started to feel uncomfortable again in the relationship would have been she I remember she would have said to me um we must go downtown. Um, downtown? Sorry, if I'm alone, I go. You know, not realizing that the downtown, what she's talking about, is not the downtown that is in my mind. She wanted to for me to have oral sex with her. Oh. <laughs> okay. I see. Downtown. Uh, okay. I so, see. You know, in return, she did me and I did her back, you know, and um, it, it, it wasn't my cup of tea, put it that way. That is not your thing. It was my thing. And um, it's, so, so, it, that, it, so did that cause a problem in the relationship? No, it, it didn't cause her to show me any bad face. It was I wanted to show her off, even though she was older than me. I wanted to, me and she can go, go have something, even though me now walk. Me and man, me not supposed to, just because me live there and your kids, them big, they can't know step, me and them step. And you know, right for them, call me stepfather because me and them go play basketball together. We, we were just like, them are my younger brother and sister. That's how we feel to me, you know? Right. Me that they go out, go look at a relation with other girls who, who, who probably my age are, are a little bit younger than me. Per se. Now, when we say younger, about two years or three years younger than me. And, you know, but it wasn't cause a problem. Okay. So, so time passed. We are in now. 
I start to work with our family, doing like a odd job there. And it so happened that I get the, the urge now to call my mother. And I called the bakery that my whole family would have gone for a phone call because they saw that they own the place, Flagstaff Bakery. And I called my called them and they told me that um my mother is coming down on the Saturday. So I prepared for the Saturday and I call and she answered the phone and she was so overwhelmed when she heard my voice. And she said, Lassella, are you this? And she said, We have a call from me day at New York. And she said, No. Plus, it's like the people convinced my mother that I died or I'm in prison. Wow. And so my mother, when she heard me and she heard my voice and she realized that I'm okay, and you know, my relative who um would have been the one who take the phone call would have said, Yeah, man, see the number here, because you know they have an ICAS and then sent in the back back mm -hmm. home. So she calling from America for two. Um, because <laughs> and then when 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 we talk and my mother so proud of me and everything, I'm saying, Mom, you know what? Me have sent one barrel for you. Cause at the time I make like a change from helping this lady husband right. doing <clears throat> that he did they lift up some stuff. As I said before, I'm not the one who stretched my hand out. I always trying to hustle mine. And I said, me, my favorite uncle will always go to um overseas. I said, if they if they know where he is, and they say, Yes, he's in America. I said, if I could get a number, she said, call back and they give me the number. And I call him. I live at 1216 St. John's place. And when I called to find out where my uncle was staying, he lived at 16, 1614 St. John's place. Oh, so close. Yet so far. Not around the corner. I can, where I live, I can watch, look from where I live. Can you know, say so the black them on the house, the house them giant up, so they go out. Oh, I can stay from where I live and see where my uncle is staying up there. And I was like, what? So suddenly after I come off of the phone, my mother, I went to see if he was there. And I, he told me that he wasn't there, he went to work. And I get back. When I, I, when I go, go back, I, I knock, out, knock out the door and he came out. And he was surprised. One of the first things he said to me, what am I doing here? And I said, what do you mean? What am I doing here in America? I was like, well... I came up to do some shows and, you know, me explained to him what happened. And he told me that he, if, if he was in my place, he would go home. I said to him, say, Uncle, me can't go home because I don't have a passport. I know me left everything. Thought that he would have encouraged me and showed me some movement, what to do or what not to do. Mm -hmm. He was one of who trying to influence me to go back home. Then when I say to him, say, no, I'm doing a little hustling and I'm going to pack some barrel, no, I'm pack two barrel. How do you send barrel back home? And he told me not to pack no barrel. And in my little, in my mind, it, it dawned on me and said, but this is, this is the reason why I'm here. This is the reason why you are here. But I remember back then that when he was going back and forth and come back, he wasn't really bringing anything for us. He was bringing mm. it for, for certain a part of the family, but we didn't get a sweetie. So that's the mentality that you have that you probably want me to have, which I, 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 because you are thinking that if I send them Barry, they're going to text it. That's the reason why, not, why I'm here to make better so they can get. I didn't listen to him. I went ahead and I packed my barrel and I put envelope in the barrel with five, five dollars. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Wow. Five. Five US dollar me put in that barrel and me write who forever name. Even me gonna write the name. Me, me just put the the P. And you know, say that I feel brother P. Me put mm -hmm. the T. So, so me, you know what I'm saying? So me yeah. can tell his wish name and who forgive. 
And, you know, I thank God that I didn't take nobody's advice. Uh, so it happened that time passed by now that I, I was working at a corner store right there in Utica and um, Eastern Parkway. And I saw happened that I slide on a banana peel and I hit my tailbone and it resulted in the ambulance came and take me to the hospital. Um, and you know, normally if you drop it, anybody know New York, that's the first thing. That's how you know you're not worried about if you're straight or if you're not straight. No police now going to look for you. No immigration now going to look for you. So, you know, I made the report and tell them, them that I was um, dropped in the store. So I'll I, I get a lawyer and the lawyer sue the, 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 the company that I was working with. And even though they come to court and deny the fact that he didn't know me, there was records or evidence to prove that I was worthy. And they settle the case and they give me a um, couple hundred dollars well I get from the case. You know, a couple hundred dollars well. Something oh. that we could leave with the lady. Leave some of the lady and then go on my own. So I wanted now to find somewhere else on my own. So I hit and say I'm going back to Queens. That's where I originally started from. And I went and stayed with a friend of mine, Marcelina. Um there was no convenient, no space was there for me either. My space would have been on the floor. Oh, and you're back on the floor again. Again. I've gone back on the floor again. So my space would have been on the floor. And I would have been stepped over to go from one place to the next our bathroom. And to me, that was my comfort zone. And I was all right. And we become good friends. They show me ropes. They carry me around. They didn't treat me any back. Only thing, there was no space for me to go on a bed. I'll go on the coach because other person was on the coach. And um, it kind of drew a straw for me one day when I mean she alone was there and she get a welfare check and uh, the welfare book. Anybody remember those books? And we would have go to the supermarket and we buy one holy pack of booze. Back then, when, when, <laughs> back then the person who used to be on welfare, let me tell you something. When they go shopping in a bed, I two big old jumbo shopping cart, you know, and feed them welfare check for the welfare sitting there not done yet, you know, and still have money yet, you know. And we, we would, they would, sometimes they would have shop for the month, the amount of stuff that they was getting. Um, and I went with her. When she come back up, I noticed that she was arguing on the phone. And then the voice get louder and louder. I'm here in my loan there. I'm here in my loan there. And I don't understand, I don't understand that one. And, and we can't find me $20. And so I could hear the person on the next side of the line. Run the boy out of your house. And if you don't, if you don't give your money, run him out of the house. And, I, and, and I'm hearing it. She's not saying anything to me indirectly. Mm. But she's saying it to somebody on the phone that she missed her money. And I mean, she alone and I must me take it up. And it go on for hours. It go on for hours until our two sons came from school. And they saw me sitting on the chair. And the first thing they asked, Uncle Lassell, what happened? I said, I don't know. Your mother missed her money. Say, no, no, why you coming up and ask nothing? I mean, I'm alone today. And then start going, she start raising her voice with, with her son them there. And one of the sons said, Mommy, I know Uncle Lassell not going to take your money. No, he's not going to take uh, Uncle Chucky, they call me Uncle Chucky. Uncle Chucky not going to take your money. He never take your money before. And the son said, Where do you put your money? I mean, I'm moving up. I sit in one spot. And the, the little boy would have said, Where you put your money? And he went and he looked. And he said, I put it on top of the fridge and he looked. And he said, but there's 20, he said, oh no, $20, it's $40, 20 missing. And I would have, Jesus. He looked what I go on around and look behind the fridge and look right where the grill was. And there come the $20 hooked up. Oh, and oh, the little, 
see your money here. And she said, oh, did you look there? No, she didn't look there. And she calmed down. Because there is no way I could, I, I wouldn't take it. That's one thing I'm doing. If I were me, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, me, me, no, no. The, the only reason why I take up the necklace, let's go back there. It's just because the woman home. And I feel more or less that if I sell it, I would get back what she owed me to go home. You know what I'm saying? So, That's so, 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 so you're saying that you're not a thief. You no. are, you are taking action based on a certain thing that was done to you. So don't judge me that I'm a thief. Uh, I wonder if that included the 9,000 scandal that I'm a thief. That, 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 I don't do it. Thief me the thieves that time. <laughs> thief me the thief, thieves is 9,000 bucks. Lassell, so you uh, left that lady's house and you went to another house and you got involved in some very antisocial behavior. What was that? Antiso I want to say antisocial behavior. No. Well, let me, say, let me say not antisocial. Let me say illegal activities. Right. So you better you fix it that way. Antisocial. That's not for do with antisocial. Yes. So how did yeah. you... Here I am now at the place. So one day I was out playing bas basketball with the guys, with the fellas there. When we come back up, we, we, we didn't take the elevator. We walk on the, st the, the staircase and we go up. And coming from inside of the house, I hear a familiar voice. And I say, no, man, that voice is sound like my cousin. And I'm a cousin that come in knowing voice. We go together in school, daddy, daddy, yeah. When I open the door, bam, it was my cousin. And him say, LaSalle, oh, we are doing here. And Marcel and I look at him and say, you know him? And I say, yeah, man, I'm a blood cousin this. And I say, I'm, I'm calling my name. And I say, say, what me I do? And I tell him. And I say, boy, I'm the rest of family them there, Brooklyn. If me wanted to come. And I say, yeah, man. So just to take a breeze out, out of Queens, I went with him, jump on the train, and I go to, to, to Brooklyn. And I don't, I, I don't really drive on train that much. But this time I'm, I'm getting the train ride and, I feel good on it and everything. And when I reach a Brooklyn, now we come out and we're going to the house and everything. Night came, I didn't see anything. But we noticed the evening I come down too sudden. And when the evening come down, nobody now say nothing to me. The person who carried me, they him gone. So here I am sitting around, nobody who we're familiar with. And then the only thing me can hear is, if you want to sleep, just clean off right this and sleep. That's what I heard. Huh? I mean, I look up everybody. Eh? Yes, go ahead. Me, I look for everybody like. Uh, strange. Strange. But guess what? Th that, that's my third cousin that's a female. But, you know, they, they just accept me right away and everything would have been good. So next morning, the, the, the man of the, the, the house would have said, you see that, that room, clean out everything out of the room. And it so happened that when I clean out the room, that room was mine. Okay. Then me go buy furniture for putting there. So I buy me like a bed, me like, and him um, would have buy everything for that. So we do that and everything. So in uh, the next evening now, I wasn't there. I came in the house. And when I came in the house, I seen a scene that me said, Jesus, me know me I got prison again. Me know my life don't come. Remember, you heard about Weed in America, if you catch with a spliff, you got prison. People, I see ganja, I see ganja, I see ganja, I see ganja, I see ganja. Oh. Sir, oh. is the nicest weed I ever seen, and then throw it out for one table. Long. When we say the table, long, you know. More than 100. Foot, 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 I can't even. 
and people was on two sides of the table, cutting, bagging, cutting, bagging. The house itself, your clothing, maybe about 100 times. You know, say a warm water, you know, so me be it, you know, be it a Jamaica often because water down your cold. A warm water, so me know me can be it all the time if you like. Just to get the stench out of me. So me said to myself, I said, Jesus have mercy. They're not prison, they're going to And everybody is doing what they're doing like it is norm. So we get to find out now that that is the environment that I'm going to be in. I pray, I said, Jesus. Me one day going back over Queens and sleep on the floor would have been all right because I'm not seeing none of that. But me, 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 days pass and days pass and I'm there. Um, my cousin there was young, so they would have to go to school. So they get up in the morning and they go to school. So I remember one time now, so I realized that they run as a weed spot. And the weed spot that they run is it was well established. Mm-hmm. Well it opened seven o'clock on the dot. And that's why I come up with a song. It's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm at the weed spot, copping some trees. Yeah. Said I want a $10 bag, but I only got five on me. That's the song because of the spot. And Um, seven in the morning. Huh? This is 7 a.m. in the morning. No, 7 a.m. in the evening. Every evening at seven o'clock. 7 p.m. Would have ready to go. So one day, one of the worker who was working in the spot maker, Boo Boo, and that was in the evening. And now the spot is there, people is coming, and they didn't have anybody to put in the spot because they got a guy who probably work, work for him in the night. You can't find him, so you have to find somebody to go in the spot at the time. And they didn't find anybody. They looking and there was, and I, I said, let me go down there. As I said before, I always the one who always trying to get myself to do things. I don't know why, but I volunteer now to go down there. Now, the first night I go down there and I finish up what the guy was doing, it didn't count. But the other night I went down there on my own, I came up with more than anybody else that ever sell down there. Because they come to the conclusion that person was either selling on them or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you have 10, you carry one five. So you, your 10 would sell after yourself for your five first. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to do me sell everything. And it was like, whoa, at the first. So time passed that I continued down, down there <laughs> until one day the spot was raided. By policemen? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And I was in the spot. Wow was in the spot. The only thing I can remember is I get a call on the walkie-talkie. It was like 5 And that was it because they couldn't talk on the radio again because the whole place was inoculated with police. Helicopter, armored vehicle. They come for blood. So what did you do? I was down. I was in the bit. I was right there in the spot. Couldn't make a move because they were right at the front door. And I, where I was, I have to come up and they would have seen me, and I would have. So what they do with all with, with, with the barricade and the mask and the everything, they come in and stand right at the, the door. The apartment is apartment building, so people go in and out of the apartment building. Mm-hmm. So what they do, they stand right at the door, just waiting until somebody buzz 
to come in or come out. So they could have buzzed the button and and somebody, a lot of persons who are in a building, if you're near the buzzer, you don't ask who. Once a year, you're a buzzer bell, buzzer ring. You think, say, somebody you said a shop or somebody coming back up. So the door was open. So they opened the door. So me time they opened the door, I'm coming up. And as I can remember, the flashlight was, was in his left hand in my face and his hand was on his side with his gun to pull. I, I, for some reason, I get the door and come boom in front of him. Lock the door with all the padlock with everything. And the only thing I remember hearing him say, son of a bitch, I got that nigga. That was his, his, his reply when I locked the door in front of him. And suddenly after the door locked, I could hear the, the, the saw, the electric saw, the saw of every, everything right. of to get in. Mm -hmm. So by then, I made my escape down the alley, through the basement, through the little back door right there. So go from one house, two house, three house, four house until I reach where I'm going. When I when I when I got there, they already in where I was selling this stuff. No, no, it wasn't crack or coke, it was just straight weed. The time I do that, they was already in there searching and looking, but they but 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 what happened? No, when I reached up to where I was, the only thing I can remember, my family said was thank God you're safe, thank God you're safe. You know, make them take everything. As long as they don't they get you, you're good. And I turned to him and said, take what? He said, you know, you know, left to read any money. You see, you must imagine everything you have. Oh, my Lord. You slick. You slick, Classel. You took everything with you. If not a dime, not a nickel or a dime or a 50 cent, I carry everything. I jump over three fence with everything. So, Lassell, at this point in your time in your life, I wasn't I wasn't legal. Exactly. Weren't you now reflecting on your life? No, because where are you where are you going? It's not it's not really reflect on my life, you know. You see, I developed this this kind of of of, of confidence in myself. So listen to me. Things is going to happen. I am not going to go back to Jamaica like this. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I came here to do and I seen something that I wanted to do. So I'm gonna do it. But the, 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 one of the most important or funniest thing is when my cousin said to me yes make them take the weed and take the money as long as you're okay and i said no they didn't get nothing they have everything when he saw the money the stacks of money and, and it was a little bit of weed left the man it's like the, the respect what they have for me went up more because what, what they're saying that you could have hide it in the backyard yeah yeah you could Somewhere, but I know a yeah. thousand that we are talking about. Right. You know? So, what happened to your dream of becoming an actor? No, man, it I never, I, 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 I leave from this, and all of that done, all of that dry up. There's no, there is no life in it. No, forget about acting. Missy, we make ourselves some weed and make some money. And I think, what me I do with acting? That's good. You're good. We good. May I get clothes and we can pack two barrel. Who care? That mm. never do. But I wanted more. I wanted more. So I remember I, I wrote this song. Um, me and my cousin. And 
the person I gave the song to type out for me live around the corner from where I live. So I, I went to get the paper from him. So on my way, coming back, I would have get the paper and I would have gone through the song and I started to sing the song. Um, Sunshine Lady, I want you. Sunshine Lady, I need you. The first time I saw you, my lady, I know that you're gonna be mine. Your love is driving me crazy, and I ain't gonna waste no time. So, but wow, you hear the singer, you hear the singer. What the man is not just an actor, you know, the man is a singer and so, writer. You see, it? you see, it? I you hear it. So, let me ask you something, my friend. You have done the drama with the weed, you know, you're still illegal. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, about how you actually came back to Jamaica because there's, there, there, there are clearly some things that happened and you decided that you're going to return. What now influenced this return to Jamaica? All right. So, 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 so let, let, let me, so let me, so when, once I was singing there, when I turned around, it was an open door and the open door was a church and church was going on, not even realized. And I walk into that church, and um, from a walk into that church, I, I started to observe, and I see this this nice, fluffy, round-skinned girl, mm -hmm. big girl, and I turn around, and was like, whoa, whoa, she looked good. Didn't say anything to her. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a kind of shy guy like that. So the summertime, I put on, um. A black party. So I was I was in charge to do the black party run at the same place where we where we do the thing. So we put on this big black party. We give away book pencil. So everything to do with entertainment, they would like leave me to do that. So we give away book. We give away pencil. We give away shoes. So a lot of persons might think, say, I'm doing this thing now. I'm doing this thing for years. We are doing our own cookout for years, and one of a couple of the young person them that come around from the corner. There was a member, they, they go to the church, their mother go to the church, their sister go to the church, and their aunt. One of them was the, the, the nephew of my wife to be. And they would have gone around here and talk about Uncle Chucky, Uncle Chucky this, and Uncle Chucky give them book and everything. So they wanted to know who Uncle Chucky was. Because them said, you know, you're still a kid, nobody know, but black kids would have come from all kind of black just to come to get books and, and, and supply. So because they are Christian, they wanted to know who, who Uncle Chucky is. So they come around and they say, oh, my grandmother and my aunt wanted to meet you. So they take me around, right around the corner from where I live. And when I went around there, seeing brown girls, so that was kind of shocking to me. And, you know, we started to talk. And then, you know, that time, you know, we did already engage, you know, something that we go through that. We engaged to one next girl already, you know, but the relationship, she was a superior in the gang. She was a, a blood so she was one of the superior blood women. She was the one who do the initiation for the bloods them, for the girls. That's who I was engaged to. Wow. I, 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 said, I said you were brave, but you're dangerous too. I I I would have, I would have, I could have read red in my community, and I'm not a blood. And the reason why I could have read red, you would have seen. Um, a person walk up to me and it was like, yo, what, what popping nigga? That's all the, yo, yo, nigga, what popping, yo? What popping, no? Yo, what are you repping? Um, they would have, but they, one person to walk up to them right away and say, yo, no, son. Yo, son. No, man, that Tiff, that Tiff, that Tiff husband, man. Yo, you don't mess with him, son. 
that tiff because that's my girlfriend name is tiffany but they call her tiff so i would get my respect in the community mm -hmm. because of, of my my fiance so and that I, relationship didn't work out though no because i happened to to put my foot i want to say put my foot on her i happened to realize that she is more into the gang more than into me right. she was of a person who she gets she she is a she, there's no way I could do a relationship to who I am now as a man to know that I am um, a husband of a, of a of a superior blood woman. But you turned away from that. So 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 uh, so, so you're now dating this other girl. Um... No, dating my my that that kind of did finish. So I started to date this girl. Um, and she's a, and I think I proposed to her when she take me now. Oh, my acting career kicked back up now is when she take me to the Beacon Theater. Uh -huh. to Tyler Perry play I Can Do Bad By Myself. That was when I my eyes were sparkling when I seen the stage and when I seen Madea come out as Tyler as and Tyler Perry come out as Madea and started to work the stage and I was like, whoa. And then, you know, because she didn't know because I didn't tell them what work I used to do. They only know some around the Cooper Street. So my mother-in-law was aware of anybody come from around that, that address sell weed. So she didn't want her daughter to mix up with a person yeah. who can weed. <laughs> but sometimes in a reality, sometimes a pastor don't even understand that your daughter have to choose who they're going to choose, whether they're gunman, weedman, or everything. You have to know how to transition yourself from what you're doing to make yeah. people who are wrong, you're proud. So one thing leads to another. Um, I start to explain to her, I get cassette of myself, um, um, put together and she, she seen the cassette in the tape and she said, that's you? And then I, I rewrote Everton play, story come to bump when I play look scene, play girly and from right there. So when I do the play, let me tell you what happened. Remember now I told you that no roots play has never played it in America. You have to come from Jamaica right. to do play. Right. So um, when I, when I, when I, when I re-resurrect re the play, and I start to go around to some promoters and persons who sell tickets for Olive and everything. And I tell them that I have this play called Story Come to Bump. Can you sell some tickets for me? And they said, no. Him said, nobody now come at the play. And sir, Amazuru Nightclub, I, I, I make them wish that they did invest. I sold out that to tell people stand up. And from right there, the girl, the character has birthed in the United States. Oh, I was the so you player. played girly in that, in that play? Instead of Luxy, because no girly was the one who made me popular. They don't know Luxy, they know girly. They love girly. Mm -hmm. So me have to keep up with the girly character now. So once I do the girly character, everybody start hearing about girly. So Bronx Booking Queens, Jersey, Staten Island, then I come demanding everybody want to come. I sold out every place that I go to, I never cancel a show. Even some person who say, if I'm an Oliver, they now watch it. Me give them the ticket. Me say, this a 10 ticket, me I go now. If you come at the show and you like it, <coughs> But if the show good, pay me money. And then we get paid for from every person who we give the ticket to. We get paid. And from right there, so I I they are they become a part of my my fan base. Yes. So um, so 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 LaSalle, the girly character was born again. And but now I've realized that you have become Mr. Handsome. <laughs> no. Tell me how you made the transition from girly to Mr. Handsome. All right. So, so here I am. I'm still in New York and I create the character Mr. Handsome Toot. 
with my wife play as my wife, Juki Jamos, in it. And I wanted to make a difference. You see, you see, when you play one character, people feel like said that's the only character you can, can play. play. Right. You, 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 become, you become typecast. Yes. That you can't do nothing else more than play that one character. But when I tried the Mr. Handsome character in the United States, it never catch on. Because people still say, oh, I, mean, I like Handsome, a girl I mean, like, because people have a choice of the character they cling to. Mm -hmm. But we still never stop do the girl the character. All right, so fast forward now. You're asking me my transition down here. Everybody knows what happened. Um, you see, a lot of times persons don't understand that all of us as human beings, we can get accused of something that we are not guilty of. We can get accused of something that we are guilty of and we get away with it. Can I say it again? A lot of we can get accused of something that we are not guilty of. And we can get away, we can get accused of something we're guilty of and get away with it. And the things that you you didn't do, you can't get away with it. So, so here I am, was in a predicament that I tried my best to get out of it. That I can't get away from it. So hear me now. I said, I said to myself, say, I fight, I fight and try my best. And I said, you know what? It don't look like it's going to work for me. So I said, you know what? Send me home. Send me home. So I didn't, I wasn't shackled as everybody else. I sent to Kingston on this long thing where everybody come and you have to sign on. No, that wasn't in my case. You know what I'm saying? So I come home and here I am now trying to pick up the pieces and be a good person. But you see, you see, if you don't know, then you don't know. Right. So you so so you returned to Jamaica because there's apparently something that you were accused of. You, you know that you were not uh, guilty, and uh, you Even were. I could prove it. Even though I couldn't prove my my innocence, then it was a what? it was a it was a sexual offense. Someone in that matter, something that I don't wanted to discuss because okay. every. Every time you discuss it, they bring back the memory back at you. Okay, I, I understand. So let me ask you. Let me ask you a question before we before we wrap this up, uh, because I mean this this has been a very <laughs> there's a lot of information, there's a lot of stories, there's a lot of experiences that you had. Lassell, what would you want your legacy to be when you look back? You see, I, I'm not foreseeing to get mansion in the sky my, my legacy would have would have been my two granddaughter what i have now whatever i heard whatever i didn't earn, whatever I, I didn't accomplish when i was just starting theater i wanted to accomplish something that i can leave it for them i want persons to know who they are mm -hmm. so persons out there who know me just because of my my greatness because of what i do you can give them a job okay wonderful you can, they are going the wrong way. You can say, let Lassell don't want to go to that direction. Yeah. And if you are to help you, let me help you. I that is my legacy. Yeah. Um the, 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 again, they are young, not only them, but those two that I have here, they are young. I cherish them. I want whatever I didn't get. They they, 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 they all the plays them that I write, produce, and direct with other producers. I have never get credited for them. Um, so no. Anybody that I'm working with now, like Dawkins, listen to me. This is what. This is what. If 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 me and you own this company, 
and I'm the co-owner with you. Whatever profit you make, if I can't work, whatever profit you make when I gone, make sure my grandkids them get something from it. Yeah. I always ask this question to my guests when they come on the show. And this is my final question. If one young person was listening to you right now, one young person, what would uh, you say to them? What would you say to that one young person? Listen, man. Me that say, me that say every. Listen, me. Go back. I won't have to say nothing to them. Just go back and listen from the beginning of this interview. What I said from the beginning, where I'm coming from to where I'm at now. There's nothing else to say. Just go in there and pick out and figure out, find yourself. A lot of you young persons, a lot of you lack of um, the able to read and write, but nobody invested in you. Nobody don't see the potential in you that you're great. They class you, they cut you, you're dunce and you don't know nothing. And then you, you see, you see if I listen to everybody who call me dunce and, you know, who call me um, fish and all kind of sea creature, if I listen to you, then I wouldn't be here I listen to them, I want to be here doing this interview. Um, for every time somebody say that to me, for every time somebody say some some words to me, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't reach the age 52. The world, the world is the world is on your fingertip. The world is at your fingertip. Put it that way. And and you have potential in singing, dancing, writing, um, and producing, then do it, no man. I only say this part i didn't go through everything i did not i know and we're totally aware of that but you know we only have a certain amount of time on the show but i really respect that last statement that you made i mean i'm sure not just young people would be inspired but many other people too you did that you unearthed the talents that were within you you made the opportunity work for you you went ahead and you explored all those things inside of you I know you're here. He's on YouTube. He's on TikTok. He's all over the place. He's making his money from we all these that. different streams. I go to America and sell icy. I go to America and sell shave ice. I go to America and I sell chicken. I write at the train station. I went there and I sell socks and everything that I could get to sell, I sell it. And that was after I leave the weed spot. Because you don't know, so you're happy. You're happy you this know, sounds it. like it needs a bit to have a part two to this. I, I don't, I don't, I, I think there's a, so much left to be said. Definitely. But Lasselle, I want to thank you so much for being here, for sharing yourself this today. It, it has been to me, I sit and I listen to you, and I said, you know, look how many times that we overlook people because of one reason or another. And what we must recognize is that we need to find the time to encourage and to find out what is inside of you because you're a school dropout you were lived on the street but you never felt that you were worse than or you were um just that you believed in yourself lasselle thank you so much you are an inspiration and i hope that people will listen to this podcast over and over again Ladies and gentlemen, it has been my pleasure. I really, really think that this should be a part two. But guess what? You tell me. You tell You're me what you think. And join you us. You will see the text and people will say it. Yes. Say it. Join us next time on Lights, Camera, 
real life. And as I said, if you want to see this program again, you know, you can watch it on Spotify or Google Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast. And you can also listen to it on YouTube. And let me tell you something, girly is always shaking things up. Lassell, what good? Thank you.